You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Well, it is so exciting for me that tomorrow, Open Heaven begins in the city of Coventry. And it's been an incredible journey that I've had a privilege of being a part of. Uh, began for me two years ago when we had a few days of prayer and fasting at CLM. And there was a particular evening when we had an external event booked in our entire building and we were unable to get in for a prayer meeting. And so we turned that night into prayer walking around the city, life groups where they were. And a few of us met in the center of Coventry. And I was part of a group that went out from Broadgate in threes praying around the city. And it was such a powerful time to go and pray and stand in certain places. And and I've got to admit that I'd been in numbers of those places before, but just going about my business, not, not really with my prayer antennae up, not with that sensitivity that you carry in the spirit when you're praying. And on that night, I'd sensed some things that I hadn't sensed before. There were certain places that seemed to be open and clean. There was a There was a good, clean atmosphere. And I heard later in some of those places that street preaching had taken place in the past there and people had stayed to listen. And, and yet you could turn a corner and the atmosphere changed and I could discern a, a darkness or a heaviness or a, an oppression. And I remember we came away from that night and I knew the Holy Spirit was on my case, that he was provoking me that something more needed to be done. And As I tried to discern what that was, I sensed that there was another level of prayer strategy being given by the Lord for our city. And in that season, I began to meet with other church leaders and prayers in the city who were sensing the same thing, either at the same time or they carried it for some time, but we were finding each other. And for a number of months, we met together and talked together and prayed together. And we're just saying, Lord, what are you saying to us? What are you doing? And probably about last September or something like that, we agreed that this June, which we are about to enter into, that at the first stage of a prayer strategy over our city, where we're believing that we will pray the heavens open and with mission on the ground, see our city transformed, that we should get out and literally cover every street, every cul-de-sac, every place, pray over every school and building and office and pub and restaurant and home for the kingdom of God to come. And so this is what is happening with Open Heaven. I need to declare to you, this is not about a prayer walking project. This is about the dream, the, the cry and the prayer to see our city transformed for the glory of Jesus. Isaiah 60 verse 18 says, no longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders, but you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise, your wall salvation and your gates praise. And there's that dream and aspiration for me that as people enter in to our city, as they cross over passing those signs that say, welcome to Coventry, city of peace and reconciliation, this would be an easy place for people to find Christ. That we would see the crime rate come down. We'd see the divorce rate come down. We'd see churches filled. We'd, we'd see tens of thousands coming to faith in Christ. We see our schools as places of revival and see a move of God and we know that we need to pray that our walls would be salvation and our gates would be praise and today I'm going to take a few minutes just to speak into 
this idea of open heaven. In the last few weeks, I've been working a lot with other leaders in the city. But today, as family, CLM church family, that we would consider this idea of open heaven. I want to invite the kids, if you're filling in a service sheet, that uh, if you're drawing a picture, maybe you could somehow try and represent the opening of heaven, this idea of maybe your home or your street, some houses, and God pouring down his love and his goodness, his grace. I don't know how you might represent that, but I know you're much more creative than I am, and I'm sure you'll come up with some great pictures for God opening heaven and pouring out his love. The first comment that I'd like to make is that the Bible talks about heaven, and it also talks about the heavens. Jesus says, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Abraham calls God the God of heaven. God promises Israel manna from heaven. Revelation speaks about a new heaven and a new earth. This idea that God dwells in a place that we might call heaven. We should hold on to this idea. But the Bible also talks about the heavens. Genesis 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created not heaven and earth, but the heavens and the earth. The angel says that Jesus birthed glory to God in the, the highest heaven. Glory to God in the highest heaven. And, and it gives to us this picture, this concept of, of realms, of, of spheres, of the heavens being uh, areas that, that we cannot see, but that exist, that we need to pass through. Paul says that he was caught up in an experience and an encounter that was unspeakable into the third heaven. Ephesians 6 says our battle is not against flesh and blood, but capture this against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of darkness, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, or uh, some translations simply say in the heavens. And I'm not going to go into any depth here about how many heavens there might be and what they represent But to have this idea that when we're praying, Lord, would you open heaven? We're saying, would you drive back the darkness? Would you you push back anything that would hinder, any blockage? And would you open up the way that who you are and where you are would come to earth? That over our city, the king and the kingdom would come. That, Lord, you would have your way. That you would be present. You would release your power and your grace and your love without limitation and without measure. Come and open the heavens here. In 1949, there was an incredible revival in the Hebrides. And some of you will have read about that encounter off the north of Scotland. For many years, two sisters, Peggy and Christine Smith, had had prayed that God would move. And in a few months before the, the move of God came a number of men gathered and prayed through the night, several, several nights in the week. And one of their prayers, I understand, was from Isaiah 64. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, or that you would tear open the heavens and come down. And you can read about it. They invited a preacher called Duncan Campbell. And on the first night, not much happened. But at the end, one of the deacons said, don't be discouraged. It's coming. I hear the sound of heaven's chariot wheels. We will have another night of prayer and we'll see what God will do. And it says this, that they went to a nearby cottage and about 30 knelt in prayer and began to travail before the Lord. About 3 a.m. God swept in and a dozen or so were laid prostrate on the floor and lay there speechless. Something had happened. God had moved into action as he had promised. Revival had come and men and women were about to find deliverance. As the group left the cottage, they found men and women seeking God. 
Lights were burning in homes all along the road. No one seemed to be thinking about sleep. Three men were found lying by the roadside in a torrent of conviction, crying out for God to have mercy on them. The Spirit of God was moving into action, and soon the parish of Barvis was to be stirred from end to end. The next night, busloads came to the church, and a few nights after that, it says the meeting was closing. Someone hurried to the preacher and said, Come with me. There's a crowd of people outside the police station. They're weeping and in great distress. They don't know what's wrong with them, but they're calling for someone to come and pray. The minister described the scene outside the police station. I saw a sight I never thought possible, something I shall never forget. Under a starlit sky, men and women were kneeling everywhere, by the roadside, outside the cottages, even behind the peat stacks, crying for God to have mercy on them. Nearly 600 people making their way to the church suddenly experienced the power of God falling on them in great conviction. Like Paul on the road to Damascus, they fell to their knees in repentance. The truth is that God rarely moves the same way twice. But my point is that some people prayed, God, would you rend the heavens? And it seems that he did. And we believe that he can do it again. As we study the idea of open heaven in the Bible, we'll find a number of things. And I'd like to draw our attention to three. The first is this, that open heaven signifies proximity. As Bill Johnson puts it, open heaven is where there's a nearness of heaven to earth. It means that God is somehow closer. We understand theologically God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. There is nowhere he is not. But under an open heaven, it's as if God comes close to us and we are close to him. His proximity is manifest and experienced. In the Gospels, the, the writers tell of Jesus being baptized. In Luke 3, 21, it says this, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was As he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. As Jesus was praying, the heavens were opened. There was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now we understand this was a a unique moment where the word who became flesh and made his dwelling among us demonstrated obedience and humility, submitting himself to the earthly authority of John the Baptist. And yet we also see this description of heaven being open and an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the voice of God speaking. And when we're praying open heaven, we're we're praying, God, come and move among us. Holy Spirit, come and move. Presence yourself, not just in our churches and in the homes of Christians, but in our city. Come and meet our city. Come and presence yourself. Come near to all and come and speak. Let your voice be heard. I think it's so significant at this time in our nation where I sense the Holy Spirit brooding over our nation, brooding over homes, people in their homes in a way they haven't been. Some of the the noise of busyness being quietened. And I just wonder at this time, if hearts, if souls and lives are open to God in a way they haven't been before. Open heaven signifies proximity. We're saying, God, open the heavens here that you might come and move among us. Secondly, open heaven signifies transformation. Everything changes under an open heaven. A few weeks ago in our online service, we 
looked at the story in 2 Kings 6 and 7 that speaks about the city of Samaria being under siege. And Elisha brings a word of dramatic transformation. And there's an officer on whose arm the king lent who who challenged the man of God and brought a word of unbelief. And what he said was, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of heaven, could this happen? He said, even if the heavens open, could this place be transformed? But that's the point. That's exactly what did happen. It's as if God is demonstrating what open heaven looks like. And there was dramatic turnaround. George Otis Jr. in his book, Informed Intercession, begins by describing some places in the world that have seen dramatic gospel transformation. Mizoram in India, Almalonga in Guatemala, Cali in Colombia, Hemet in California, lots of different places. And in all of them, there is a hallmark of prayer. And nearly all of them, the united prayer where people started to come together and pray. And in a period of time, there is a dramatic transformation. Church has been filled. Tens of thousands coming to faith in Jesus, but also a societal and civic transformation where where gangs are dispersed, where the crime rate plummets, where poverty is alleviated. There is transformation in communities, not just inside the church, but in the city. Open heaven brings transformation. And when we're praying for open heaven, we're praying, God, come and transform our city. Let every household be saved. Let every sphere of society hold the name of Jesus in high honour. We're saying, God, come and move and turn things around. Places where there's been knife crime and murder, let it be no more. We're saying, God, open heaven over this place and let it be clean. Let the light shine so bright that the powers of darkness are pushed away. There's a place near where we live where there's a reputation that, that drugs are exchanged. And I've felt in these days in June, I need to go and stand in that place and pray and lift up the name of Jesus and proclaim the blood of Jesus and reclaim that ground where there have been some spiritual squatters, some forces of darkness, feeling that they can own that spot and to go and step into that place and say, no more, God, open the heavens here. Let there be transformation here. Let the powers of darkness be no longer comfortable dwelling and doing their dealing here. Come and open the heaven. Bring transformation for your glory. And thirdly, open heaven signifies blessing. And the promise of blessing to Israel in Deuteronomy 28, if they obey God and follow him carefully, the word of the Lord comes, it says, the Lord will open heavens. And it says it's the storehouse of his bounty. And send rain on your land in season and bless the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations and borrow from none. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty. This association that when God opens heaven, blessing and favor comes with that. Malachi 3, God is chastising the people of God for robbing him by holding back their tithes and their offerings. But he says, trust me and even test me in this. Obey me with your substance, with your finance, and see if I will not throw open the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not be able to contain it. Under an open heaven, there's blessing, there's joy, there's abundance, there's favor. I've been so privileged so many times over the last 20 years to open the word of God and to preach in an environment where the presence of God is manifest. But there was one night that that will stick in my memory more than 
all others to date. And it seemed as though there was an open heaven. It's about 10 years ago, and I arrived into the room for this service, and there was a sense of the presence of God, and the, the band began to lead worship. And there was incredible expectation in the room. And partway through, there was a prophetic word that was brought, and it was entirely in line with the prepared word that I'd brought to preach. And the atmosphere shifted to the next level. It was evident that God was moving. And the leader of the meeting that night, they knew what my, what my preach was going to be. And so they put me on straight after the worship. They, they moved aside the notices and the offering. And as they got up and began to preach, I could see that God was at work. I could see the Holy Spirit moving over lives, people being impacted, untouched. When I gave chance for people to respond to the word, Scores of people came down the front and flooded the front without anyone laying hands on them. I could see people being filled with the Holy Spirit, people being delivered from demonic oppression. And the more that we prayed as we began to worship, the presence of God intensified. And I've been in places where there's a, an, an anointing for healing or an anointing for salvation or an anointing for prophecy. And it, it just seemed like there was an open heaven that, that anything could happen. And I knew I wanted to give chance for, for people to respond to the gospel for the first time. So I said, if, if you're being deeply impacted by the, by the presence of God, if you're being touched, then stay where you are. But could I invite everyone else to move back to your seats at this point? And nobody moved. And we had to orchestrate those down the front to make room for people to come down and respond to the gospel. And we put out a call and many came. I've got a, a teenage lad up to lead people in a prayer of repentance and salvation and at that moment a friend of mine caught my eye and he'd said to me earlier I think I might have a word for somebody and I could see that he wanted to bring something and he came up and he said there's somebody here and you've been battling with depression but God wants to break that off you tonight and he said so you know who you are you've got a journal and it's it's pink on the front and it's got an M and, and the the right hand side the M swirls around and you've written inside the journal some, some of your thoughts and how you felt. In your bedroom, you've, you've got a, a dressing table and it's got three panel mirrors. And on the right hand side, you've blue tacked some photos. And sometimes you can look at those photos and they can trigger some of, your, some of your dark thoughts. And he said, God wants to heal you and set you free tonight. And this young lady who was in church for the very first time made her way down the front and the place went nuts. I had a friend who was sat near her, and when the M was described, she gasped audibly because she knew it was her. And then there was such freedom and, and dancing. People that were normally stiff and reserved were, were celebrating. Nobody cared what, what time of night it was, and we rejoiced into the night. It was like there was an open heaven. I remember us coming back the next week, and we were so expectant, but I've got to tell you, it was just much more normal. And I have no idea why God graced that night in that way. But it was as if there was an open heaven. The blessing of God. As we pray, God, would you open heaven? We're saying, God, would you open up the storehouse of your bounty, your joy, your goodness, your love, your grace, your power, your freedom, the things that people need and that our city need. And I'm going to invite you to be a part of it this month. As I, as I finish, invite you to be involved and pray, God, would you open heaven over my street, over my workplace, over the places where, where my feet go, over our city. I'm aware there are many people that are part of the CLM family that don't live in CV1 to CV6. Let me say, if you, if you are in CV1 to CV6, I encourage you. 
to, to go to the website, as you've already heard today, openheavencoventry.org, access the app, select some streets. If you go in and the streets where you live are already earmarked, I'm going to ask you to do two things. Number one, to pray your streets anyway, even if someone else is covering them, and also choose some other streets. Be a missionary. Go, go to somewhere else in the city and pray there. But I want to invite you, if you're outside of that catchment, this has never been about turning a map a certain color on an app. This is about a season of prayer. I'm going to invite you in the villages, in the towns, in the cities. We've been online. People are joining these services from further afield than ever before. I'm going to invite you to be a part of this. Let a move of prayer break out from Coventry. And in these coming weeks, I'm going to invite you to pray over your streets and pray for open heaven. Pray, God, would you be proximate? Would you come among us? Pray, God, would you open heaven and bring transformation? God, would you open heaven and pour out blessing? Open up the storehouse of your bounty for the honor of your name. As we finish, I'm going to invite you, if you would, where you are, to stand and to join me in prayer and to open up your hearts and begin to pray, God, would you open heaven? I wonder if you can do that and maybe open up your hands and, and maybe consider the place where you live, the apartment block, the, the road, the street, the cul-de-sac. And begin to think of the people that are near you, the neighbors that you know, the people that you walk past and that you see. We pray, God, would you open the heavens for your glory. We pray for Coventry and we pray for every other place represented. Lord, would you open up the heavens, open up the storehouse of your bounty. Pour out your power and your grace and your anointing. Come and move in these days. Stir and brood over every home and household for your glory. Come and manifest yourself. Come close and draw near. Be proximate and among us and bring transformation. We pray, drive away the powers of darkness, that the light would shine and your glory would come. We pray in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.